Hello, loves. <laughs> Welcome to the Bird Brain Podcast, where the goal is to rise above it all, stay elevated, create that infinity, and up your you. I'm your host, Isaiah, and today we are unpacking the concept of detachment. Um, I think it's something that's talked about now, and I think there's only been a few times someone broke it down and actually understood it or like agreed with the concept and I'm not perfect, but um, yeah, it's, it's weird, right? So we're going to talk about that today, what that looks like, how to practice it to some degree and um, recognizing the why behind the what. Okay. So get some water, um, wear a seatbelt if you're driving, if you're at home, find a safe space that feels like home for you specifically. And um, yeah, just just buckle down, tune in, you know, turn on your heart, turn on your ears and turn off the rest of the world for now. All right. So stay tuned. good peoples how are you um how's your heart doing um happy almost june (laughs) by the time some of you guys listen to this it'll probably be june but if not we're on the uh we're on the horizon of june so if you made it this far i want you to pat yourself on the back give yourself a little kiss on the shoulder i saw somebody do that on um on a tiktok and when i saw it i was like this is so sweet (laughs) This is this is dope. Um, you know, as much as people talk about self love, it's like as soon as you do it or you you the action of self love, literally, people are like, "Oh, that's weird." It's like, nah. You ever stand in a mirror and really take a look at yourself and like stare into your own eyes and say, um, "I love you. I'm proud of you. I see you," and you just stand there. You know how uncomfortable that is for some people um and why right is is such this um this embarrassment around literally loving yourself you know in those moments but when i tell you it's a game changer um if you have the time like even if you want to just pause this podcast for a second and go into the mirror And just stand there for a second. And yes, it's going to feel weird. But trust me, you probably have said (laughs) weirder things to yourself and have done weirder things. Um, This is just you being by yourself, right? Being in your own company. But just go to the mirror. Take a good hard look. um, And just stand there, right? And um, just be mindful of the person that you see staring back at you. Um, maybe they're from another universe. Maybe they're your, you know, your, your evil twin or your good twin, depending on what your morals look like. (laughs) Um, but either way, it's you taking a look at yourself. Um, 
and understanding you, how you see yourself is not how the world sees you, uh, for better or for indifferent. Um, so how do you see yourself, right? How do you see yourself? You know, last week I talked about trust, you know, the whole concept of having trust issues and everything like that. Um, this is how you develop trust too. Like being able to sit with yourself in uncomfortable moments. Um, and I don't want to go off on a tangent uh, from today's topic, but it probably ties in some way, shape, or form. Because the more you know yourself, the more you know what you need. The more you know what you don't need, the more you recognize your breaking points in, in relationships, etc. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's important sometimes to just, like, take a pause and see the person in the mirror and be like, yo, I see you. And I do appreciate you. Um, and just have that conversation, right? And again, people, like, they downplay it. But let me tell you something. When you start taking those little moments for yourself, um, unwarranted little moments or unprompted little moments for yourself, and you just, you know, take a moment to be real, with what you see and how you feel about the person that you see in the mirror, like it's really a game changer. Cause that's you seeing yourself outside of influence, right? That's you making a decision to kind of like spend time with who you are outside of influence. Um, and not being in such a hurry to look past yourself, right? Because you got to do something else or you, you rush. We look in the mirror every day. Like we check how our outfits look. We check our face in the mirror. We're constantly in the mirror, but how do we actually look at ourselves? Right? We don't. We don't necessarily do that. Um, that's my challenge for you this week, guys. <laughs> uh, at any point in your day, if you walk past a mirror, I just want you to like take a good look at the person that's staring back at you and um, just see them, you know, see them. And if there's any anything that comes up, you know, just say thank you or just say something that's like very affirming of. If you don't, if you don't, if you are having a hard time loving yourself right now, I want you to say something to yourself that's in the um in the trajectory of working on loving yourself you're not allowed to say anything negative i put it like that and you're not just allowed to say something it needs to be a positive and an intentional positive does that make sense now that we got your homework out of the way i don't care if school is out you're always going to be working on yourself um detachment so when you hear the word detachment, what do you think about? Like, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Um, is it like, in your mind's eye, is it kind of like shutting down? Is it cutting things or people off? Like, what does detachment look like for you? Um, and think about that. Um, I looked it up to give you guys a definition. Um so emotional detachment refers to being disconnected or disengaged from the feelings of other people. This can involve an inability or an unwillingness to get involved in the emotional lives of other people. So that's a definition of emotional detachment, right? Um, and 
in in I'll be real with y'all. A lot of times, like these, and this is I think this is why I might do a whole separate episode on the healing community and spirituality. And I've actually been it's been in my bank like to do an episode on it, and for some reason I keep resisting to do it. And I don't know what that is yet, but I think I'm going to touch on that because I think it's very important um, to have some discernment in terms of like what that actually looks like and how, um, depending on who we follow, we could be led astray. Um, And, you know, when it comes to detachment, it just... How people explain it sometimes just seems very roundabout and not really get into the core of what it is, what it looks like, how to practice it, whatever. Most times people just throw out, oh, don't have expectations. And it's like, look, if you are in relationship with other people, you're going to have expectations, right? Um, I would say practice not having expectations with strangers like for example if you're driving down the road and somebody cuts you off and you're pissed because you're like you motherfucker didn't you see me whatever the case may be and instead of thinking of it in that way can you say to yourself if it wasn't me it would have been somebody else this person was going to do this one way or another and it had nothing to do with me right that's a a, an example of detaching yourself Um, in my opinion, and hopefully it makes sense to you because we get caught up sometimes in these one-offs with random people and we personalize it because it's like, well, don't you see me, right? Don't I matter to you in this moment? And truth be told, not always, right? Truth be told, not always, but does that mean you don't matter? Absolutely not. Okay. Um, and I've learned to like be patient and practice that too especially when driving, right? Because everybody is in this little box, right? And they're having their whole life inside that box contained. And they're just taking it on a road with them, right? So people are in glass cases of emotion (laughs) driving down the road, as are you, right? You have your own things coming on. And think about it. When you get into your car in the morning, you're not thinking about all those other people on the road. You're thinking about what you have to do, what stresses you have to think about, like your fucking rocky relationship, your your relationship with your parents, whatever. Like you're you're already running something by the time you start your car. Correct? So when you get on a road, it's like everybody's doing the same thing. Everybody's doing the exact same thing. It doesn't make it okay, but it's just awareness to what is. Okay? Um, whenever, so funny enough, when I always have, uh, an idea in the beginning of the week, this is why I like just, um, these, these podcast episodes are not scripted. Um, and I like that way because it's real. Like everything that I'm saying is the first time it's being said, you guys are hearing it first. Um, I was going to have a different episode this week. But a lot of weird things have been happening for the past, I'd say, couple weeks or so um, in terms of like people coming back around. People I haven't heard from, um, people I've made peace with energetically um, <clears throat> or people I've made an attempt to build bonds with and they're just showing me that this cannot exist. Right. 
And in all of those situations, it was a moment for me to have to detach myself. Um, And when you think about what detachment looks like, uh, there's this quote that says, the true test is how you handle people who mishandle you. But I'll take it a step further. Uh, The true test of your character is how you handle people that mishandle you. The proof of your character is that those same people come back around. Okay? And it's crazy when you think about it because sometimes you get caught up in the, oh, man, I thought it was me this whole time. Um, The way you were treated, you would have thought that you were doing something wrong the entire time for a person to treat you like that. But then they come back around and it's like, wait, if I was such a shitty person, why are you why are you reaching out to me? Why are you like in my cipher? Like what what's the point? You know what I'm saying? And the beauty in that in those moments when people do come back around is not that you. I'll use me for an example. So <clears throat> it's not that I there there was a lot of things that went through my head when they reached out and I'm like, for what? You know what I'm saying? And at the same time, I was just like, all right, you know, um, like I could have easily violated, you know what I'm saying? I could have been like, you know, I don't fuck with you. Just going on a, on, on a rampage. And to some degree it would have been valid. Um, but I didn't, I was just like, Hey, you know, what's going on? And you know, the small conversation happened, but there was no desire to continue the conversation. The reason why is this. I've already had an experience with this person and I know what that experience was. And whether I'm still healing from it or not, I don't desire to have a new experience with them of that energetic proximity. Does that make sense? Detaching yourself. And on top of that, I don't have to be bitter or mad with that person to not want to have a relationship with them. They're a person, I'm a person, and we're good. You see what I'm saying? Um, And that's okay, right? That is okay. You could detach yourself. I think a lot of times the the concept of detachment is so... um, hard to grasp because there are two different narratives that get thrown out into the world. It's this whole concept of like, well, everybody's going through something, so be kind, so on and so forth. Um, Don't have expectations, right? Love everybody, don't have expectations, and then, um, but also have boundaries, right? And in a lot of ways, boundaries can't work without some level of expectations and or standards. Like if you have a boundary, that implies that you are not, you are expecting to no longer experience a certain outcome. So therefore this boundary is put in place because you expect to to not feel (laughs) a certain thing or you expect to not have a certain exchange anymore. And that's your your standards too. Like boundaries also represent the standards. It's all like murky and messy. So it's not always just this like um, 
this black and white trajectory. And I hope this makes sense to you guys. Detachment simply looks like removing. Um, removing. How do I put it? Detachment is is removing your. Let's say removing your control of the outcome. Right. Removing your control over the outcome. Um, and what I mean by that is like, ideally, we all want to go through life unharmed. Right. Um, we all want to go through life not feeling icky feelings. We all want to go through life and just feel at peace. And that doesn't always happen. So what do we do about that? Right. Do you try to hurt the other person back or do you just say, all right, I don't want to experience this anymore. And me not experiencing this anymore also means that I have to think about a different way or I have to process these things so I don't continue to feel the same pain that I did initially about this person, place or thing. Like I have to do work on 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 some end, because a lot of times I think the reason why detachment is so difficult for people is because we're waiting for an apology that may never come, right? We're waiting for somebody to hold themselves accountable and say, you know what, I was wrong. Um, or we're waiting for some kind of like vindication or redemption from a situation that we may never get. Like the dialogue we have in our head about a particular situation never really happens in real life. <laughs> But we play this scenario, and the funny thing is, the more we play it through our head, the more our body feels it, right? And we create this world that doesn't necessarily exist, okay? So we're still attached to a certain outcome, right? When you detach, it's like it, it frees you up, right? It frees the other person up, but it more than anything frees you up. Like you're no longer in this emotional prison waiting for, um, waiting for somebody else, to come out, to come down and say, all right, you're out, all right? You kind of open the door yourself. You're like, oh shit, I don't have to be in here. This door isn't even locked, right? And the way you get there is, um, I think, is you start taking better care of yourself in your day-to-days. Like I said, standing in the mirror and saying, I love you. You may think that it doesn't associate, but it truly does, Right? You see yourself. You recognize what you deserve. And if somebody isn't serving that up, it's like, all right, dope, cool. You're just not it, all right? Um, <clears throat> another example is that I had somebody recently where it's like, you know, you, whenever it feels like you're chasing someone down to like develop a bond with them, that's information, Right. If I feel like I'm chasing you down or if I feel like I kind of really got to remind you of me and, and versa, like that is information. What you do with that information is up to you. OK. And the one thing I pay attention to with people is if they say, oh, yeah, I'm such a horrible communicator. Boom. That right there. That's information. That's all the information I need, actually. If you say, all right, I know I'm a bad communicator or something on the lines of like, oh, yeah, I know I'm a shitty this. Or you know. So you're aware. That tells me that you're also aware. You have to listen to what people say to you, right? I know I'm a shitty communicator. I know I'm this. Okay. Are you doing anything about it? 
And if there are multiple occasions where the same thing constantly happens and it's a repetitive experience, like specific experience where communication is a um, is an important component and it's not there, that's information for you. So what you can do is say, is this something I want to continue uh, feeling or is this a relationship I want to continue existing in? And by the time you ask, you already know the answer, whether it's yes or no for you particularly. I know for me, communication is huge. Especially when it comes to like time, plans, you know, whatever the case may be, prioritizing. Um, if I'm communicating for the both of us, there's no need for me to communicate anymore. You see what I'm saying? Um, because we're all adults, we all have priorities. And because we all have priorities, we are always prioritizing. And if you're showing me that communication is not really a priority when it comes to me in our relationship, that's information for me. And once I understand that for myself, I can now make a choice in terms of like, okay, this doesn't work for me. So I'm removing myself. <laughs> I'm removing myself, right? Detachment involves like active listening, right? Detachment involves being um, honest. Like I said, you know, last week, it, it, it's like a theme, you know, trust issues, detachment, all these things, they kind of, um, I feel like they're in the same meeting room, right? And everybody has a different meal, but overall, everybody's on a lunch break. It's kind of that modality, like the goal in the room is for everybody to kind of exist on the same um, intention. It's just everybody's at a different point. I hope this makes sense to you guys, right? Detachment means, oh, well, I'll say this. Stop trying to not have expectations of people and instead look at the expectations you have of others. Like, what are they? Before you just try to cut away, like, oh, I can't have expectations of people. No, what do they look like, you know? And detachment will involve you advocating for yourself, so when this whole thing happened in particular where the other person wasn't communicating, I communicated what I needed. And I also asked questions like, were you, if it wasn't for me like reaching out, would you have communicated? And I just left that there. Felt uncomfortable because I was like, oh, well, man, I don't want to make anybody feel bad. But meanwhile, I'm realizing Isaiah Frizzell, you're in this place of ambiguity because of someone else deciding to not communicate properly when it involved you and when it was necessary to communicate with you you're now in limbo and you're now kind of like not knowing what's going on meanwhile this person has their entire day planned and they just didn't say anything to you that's shitty it's inconsiderate it's selfish right that's selfish and not having expectations in that 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 scenario is bullshit. I did have expectations. I expected to have some level of communication because I was involved in plans to some degree, right? Um, but after the conversation happened and after I spoke up for myself, I was able to detach because now what I understood is that, okay, this is not uh, an exchange that I'm being taken care of. In. And I've recognized this multiple times already. So now what does that mean? 
this is not where you plant seeds. Whatever seeds are there, eh, maybe they grow, maybe they don't. But it's not your job to constantly water them if you're the only person watering them. So you're not. Right? In order to detach sometimes, you will need to speak up for yourself. Because once you do, you're now saying things out loud. You're now showing up for yourself. You're now releasing those unhealthy feelings that you're harboring because of how somebody moved, but also because you didn't speak up about it. Okay? It's so layered in terms of detachment, but it looks like, again, taking time for yourself, but also like speaking up for yourself and also being aware of the expectations that you have and also being aware of how other people move. And you take all those back to the table and you see, all right, what can I make with these ingredients? Right? So, yeah, I I think, you know, as we learn to grow and heal, what detachment looks like and feels like, it'll start to make more sense to you, right? Because it's not just about cutting people off, although that may happen. Um, It's about understanding why you were removing someone versus just doing it. Like a knee-jerk reaction, oh, I'm just cutting this person off. Because a lot of times that's like... um, it's not the healthiest, right? Just walking around cutting people off isn't necessarily the healthiest. And if you've been through trauma and everything like that, that may be your trauma response, right? You may be on that pendulum, the heavy side of the pendulum right now where you're just kind of like, fuck this, fuck this. I'm not dealing with that. I'm not dealing with that. And it's like, boom, 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 boom. Cut people out. But if you're not aware of what's happening to you and through you, and why, how you're cutting people off and how you're removing people is not always going to make sense for you. Not so much the other person, but for you, right? And that's kind of where I've gotten it is like, you know, I'm all for giving chances. And I realize this for myself. As much as people like imply, oh, yeah, you're not... Um, You got to forgive others. You got to do this. And, you know, that might be too harsh. It's not because it's I understand my process enough. Like I understand how much I'm usually willing to endure before I don't. So I know all of this. Like this is an internal kind of like modality that happens for Isaiah specifically. So by the time I reach a certain point, I've already thought things through thoroughly before I've made a decision. So by the time the decision happens, it's already thought about, which I think on the other end, people impulsively do things and then they think about them later, right? Which is why it seems like premature or whatever the case may be. But for me, it's like I know myself well enough. I know what my tipping point usually is, right? I know the why. So understand your why, right? And be honest with yourself, right? Be honest with yourself. What are your expectations of others versus your expectations of yourself? Are they a match? Are your expectations for yourself higher, right? All of this is something worth thinking about when it comes to detachment. And just process it. Um, I'm going to go into to, to practical things 
um, on the bonus content of this particular episode because I really think that it's important to like unpack it and dissect detachment and what it looks like. So um, in the meantime, guys, just take care of yourselves. Yeah, um, I still have coaching slots available. Uh, so for anyone that's looking for some mental health coaching and working through some things, shoot me an email at the birdbrainpodcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, by the end of this year, the goal is to, to walk into the new year healed, accountable, aware, and accepting. Okay. Um, so yeah, if you, if you are wanting to work through some things and you're serious about doing the work, let's do it. All right. Um, yes. So with that being said, uh, thank you to all the patrons, um, and the flight club (laughs) subscribers. I appreciate y'all every week. And um, if you're not a patron, come a patron. Or if you're not an Apple subscriber, do it. All right. Uh, coloring book is still out. Uh, they're still being shipped. And um, yeah, we're just growing out here, y'all. All right. I think that's it. Take care of yourselves, yeah? Take care of each other. And take flight. <laughs>